so today is Palm Sunday. It's so funny because with everything being different and all the schedules being weird, it's like we, people just never realize, like, wait a minute, it's Palm Sunday. Wait, wait, Easter, Easter is next week. It's like, yeah, yeah, Palm Sunday uh, is today. Easter is next week. And, um, and, and so that's kind of where we are in the calendar as far as things is concerned. But it kind of sneaks up on us because of all the other things that's kind of going on, right? And so um, what we're going to do today, uh, we're, we're in Matthew 21, verse 1 through 6. That's where we're going to start. Uh, Matthew 21, verse 1 through 6. Um, and to be honest with you, you can read 1 through 11 if you want, because it's Palm Sunday. If you want to do something Palm Sunday-ish, <laughs> you can read through the rest of that um, uh, or, oh, when you get a moment. But uh, Matthew 21, I'm going to read verse 1 through 6. This is the NLT version. Uh, it says, as Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethpage and the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Uh, he said, go to the village over there. He said, as soon as you enter, you will see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks you what you are doing, just say the Lord's need, the Lord needs them and he will immediately let you take them. It took place uh, to fulfill the prophecy that said, tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. Uh, and then verse six says, the two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garments over the colt and he sat on it. Listen, the the Palm Sunday takeaway from impact today, the Palm Sunday is real simple and it's right there in the scriptures and it says the Lord needs you. Right where Jesus says, go untie the donkeys. If somebody sees you doing this and they want to know what you're doing, just respond to them and say, the Lord needs them. And what God is telling impact today on Palm Sunday is simple, that the Lord needs you. Not, listen, I'm talking to me, I'm preaching to me, but this is for you. The Lord needs you. You are on this call. That God needs you. That God needs you for this moment right now where you are. Listen, at this point, Jesus is getting close to finish the work that he was sent here to do, right? To die on the cross, to, raise on the, to rise on the third day, to ascend into heaven in order to make salvation free and available to anybody who believes, right? He's carrying that out. This is getting ready to happen, okay? So this is John three sixteen in motion. For God so loved the world that he what, gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, right? But have everlasting life. So we're seeing Jesus about to live this out. This stuff is about to happen. And we're about to go to the point where Jesus is about to be uh, beaten and crucified. He's about to be buried. All this stuff is about to happen, right? And so we understand that from this point, he's getting ready to finish this work. There are two things that we have to understand, period, about Jesus's work. When we talk about John three sixteen, when we talk about dying on the cross, rising, going to heaven, uh, paying for our sins, there's two things we've got to understand about that. Uh, uh, check out 2 Corinthians five seventeen. And we're going to see these two things that we have to understand about this. And again, we're talking about the fact that God needs you. God needs us. God needs his believers. God needs us. There's work for us to do, right? Here we go. Two things we have to understand about this work that's about to happen. Jesus being beaten, dying on the cross, being buried, raising on the third day. Second Corinthians uh, uh, 5, 17. And I'm going to read all the way to to, uh, to, uh, verse 21. Uh, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Uh, Old has gone and the new is here. Watch this. Verse 18. All this is from God who what who reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation two things we got to understand about God's work right here through Christ is number one is for our eternal salvation is to make us right with God and give us eternal salvation that's the first thing and I know sometimes we think okay Jesus died uh, uh, and now we're saved and so now I'm supposed to have a big house and a, and a great job and, and, and multiple cars and I'm supposed to be rich that's not why he died number one is because it's for our eternal salvation to make us right with God okay this is this is the work 
work of Jesus. That's number one, right? We read that in the scripture. Number two, it says he, he reconciled himself, reconciled us to himself through Christ. Here's part two in verse 18. He says, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation for the work, his work through us happening. Okay, we got that, right? Those two things we understand about his work. Number one, our eternal salvation to make us right with God. The second thing was what? For us to continue this work of reconciliation. Read verse 19. It says that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us, right? He has now what? Given to us, he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Watch this, verse 20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as the God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is, listen, what he is saying is, is that he saved us for, for, for our eternal salvation to make us right with God. And now the same work that Jesus was doing, the same work of reconciliation that Jesus was doing, God has now given it to you Come on. He has now given you that work. He's now given me that work. He has now made us the ambassadors. He is now making his proclamation. He's making his declaration to the world through us to get the world reconciled back to him. The same way the scripture says that he was using Jesus to reconcile the world back to us. He has now committed, the Bible says, the Bible says he has now given us that ministry of reconciliation that the world might be reconciled back to him through us. The Palm Sunday message is the Lord needs you. We just read it sit there when Jesus is about to do his work. He goes for the donkeys. I'm trying to tell you that God still has work that's happening right now, that God is still trying to reconcile people. Look, the Lord has you. He has work for you to do. He is still reconciling the world back to him, but he's doing it through us. He's doing it through us. That's the Palm Sunday message. Listen, listen. So we've got to understand that God wants to use us, right? Now, I want to look at this story here that we just read when, in, in Matthew when it came to the stuff with the donkeys. We're going to make this comparison, uh, you know, between us. Not that I'm calling any of us, you know, donkeys. I'm just saying he used them for his, <laughs> for his work. In the same way he used them, he's using us right now. And I hope to God we see how he's using us, especially in a time like now. Listen, listen. This is the time now where the church is literally supposed to shine. Like in moments like these, when the world is panicking, and when people are uncertain, when people are unsure, doesn't mean the church is, is, is not unsure or we don't, you know, go through our little moments where we're trying to figure things out. But these are the moments where we're supposed to shine. These are the moments where the church is supposed to be the hands and the feet and the heart of Jesus, where we mobilize and we let people know it's going to be okay, that God loves you and we do the work of the ministry, right? So this is, this is what we're here to do. Now watch this. Uh, 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 we've got to make sure that we understand what it means when we start talking about Jesus uh, died on the cross and what that what that means for us. We did those two. And now we understand that he wants us, right? So here we go. The Lord needs you. Now here's what it means. And here's what we've got to understand when God uses me. Let's jump right back into uh, Matthew 21. I'm going to read from uh, verse two. He says, Jesus said, go into the village over there. As soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Just say the Lord needs them and he will immediately let you take them. Now watch this. What it means when God says uh, 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 he needs me or God is using me. Understand this, that when God is calling you or God has a work for you to do, you've got to understand two things. Number one, God knows where you are. He knows your location. He knows where to find you. He knows how to get your attention. Watch this. And he knows your condition. He knew exactly where the donkeys were and he knew that they were tied up. 
He knew where they were. He knew that there was two, that there was a, a donkey and a colt, and he knew that they were tied up and they needed to be untied. When God needed to use something, he knew exactly where it was and he knew its condition. Same thing for us. God wants to use you. And here's the, here's the crazy thing is that we have to understand, watch this, and find comfort and encouragement. It's not a bad thing. Sometimes we think it is that he knows exactly where we are. I'm talking about physically, but listen, I'm definitely and more so talking about uh, spiritually and mentally inside. He knows exactly where you are. He knows where to locate you. He knows how to find you. Watch this location. When God, when God calls you, number one, we know he knows, he knows our location. This means he knows the good, the bad, and the ugly about me. He's not shocked. He's not surprised. He's any of that stuff when it comes to me. And yet, and still he has a work for us to do, right? He knows the hurts. He knows the disappointments. He knows the sins that we struggle with. Uh, He knows the things that we've hoped for that we faced and, and, and been disappointed by it not coming through. He knows our insecurities. He knows our strengths. He knows the things that we're talented with. He's given us those talents. He knows our weakness. He knows exactly where we are. I mean, you, we can read that scripture and we did it a couple weeks ago at, at Impact where uh, it says the word of God is uh, sharper than any two, two-edged sword, that it can divide between the bone and the marrow, that it can locate the man's heart intent right where it is. I'm trying to tell you that God knows exactly where you are. He knows the deep things in your heart. He knows the deep things in your mind. He knows what troubles you. He knows all this stuff. Yet and still, he finds you and says, I have work for you. The Lord needs you. And that's the message for Palm Sunday. So he knows our location. He can locate us right where we are. Number two, he knows our condition. He knew exactly the condition of this donkey and the cult. He knew that they would be tied up, right? But God sent two men and said, go find it, untie it, bring it back to me. What we've got to understand is no matter what is holding you back, no matter what the things you think is, is stopping you from being used by God, that God has given you everything you need and he put everything in your life and everything in your path to loosen you, to untie you, to set you free, to deliver you so he can use you for his glory. Listen, God doesn't have to wait for you to get everything uh, together. This doesn't mean that, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm not perfect, so I must be, still be tied up. I, I must still need to be delivered. No, 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 no. It doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. Romans 5, 8, you can write that down, says, and it reminds us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It says, but God showed his what? Great love for who? For us by doing what? By sending Christ to die while we were yet sinners. I'm trying to tell you that if he didn't wait to die to do his thing until we were perfect, why do we think he got to wait till we're perfect in order to start doing his work? Don't forget the story of the woman at the well. Because sometimes people will tell you that, oh, well, you, you know, you just got saved. Or God just called you to this. Uh, you don't, you know, you need to, you know, put in years of work before you can start. To, no, 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 no. When he, with the woman at the well, he ministered to her and then she left and told everybody about him and said, y'all need to meet. This is what we're talking about now. Some churches may not want you to do certain work at the at the church for a few years but that's church work i'm talking about ministry i'm talking about telling people about jesus i'm talking about telling people about the one who saved you you know uh, uh um you got to understand that 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 god's not waiting for you to become perfect he's just waiting for you to not be tied down by certain things and sometimes this thought that we have to be perfect sometimes this thought that you know well i need a certain person to bless me to do this oh well i need a certain person to send me out and give me this heavenly mandate from the sometimes we let all this stuff stop us from just doing the work of the ministry ministry from doing what from doing this ministry of reconciliation telling people telling people that God loves them and wants to be reconciled back to them this ministry of reconciliation that he has committed to us that we saw in second Corinthians uh, 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 chapter 5 now watch this 
it doesn't mean that we can live any kind of way that we want to either. I mean, I'm, I'm, we don't have to be perfect, but at the same time, you know, if that's a question you have, uh, just check out Romans chapter six. Read that entire chapter if that's a question that you have, because that's not what we're saying here. We don't want to continue in sin just because grace abounds. I mean, once we are converted, that the, the Holy Spirit begins to do that sanctification work and begins to cleanse us from the inside out. And yes, while we're not perfect, we're on this process to get towards perfection, to grow and to mature so that the things that I used to uh, struggle with. I don't struggle with no more. I'm getting better at some of the things that I used to be bad at. But the thing is, is that you cannot wait until you think that you're perfect and all things are wiped clean before you start telling people about Jesus. Because if you wait until then, nobody's going to hear about Jesus because we're never going to be perfect. Amen. There we go. So read Romans chapter six, if, if, if that's kind of um, uh, your struggle. Now, uh, check this out. Here is what the untying is. So again, we, we already set up the fact that what, that, that, that Jesus uh, needs you. God has work for you. And again, you can even put the coronavirus stuff aside. You can look at the condition of the world. We can look at the condition of our families. We can look at the condition of the community and we can literally look and see, yes, God needs me. God needs you. And it's not the next brother. It's not the pastor. It's not the evangelist. It's not the person. It's not the, 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 the head deacon. It's not this person because we wait for everybody else to do it. Listen, he has charged us with this ministry of reconciliation. Sometimes we sit there and we've been saved for I don't know, 10 years, five years, 20 years. And we do the same thing week after week where we come to church, we sit down, we get our song, we get our message, and then we feel better about ourselves. We feel like we're growing spiritually, but he didn't grow you spiritually just for you to sit there and not do anything. He grew us spiritually so that we can continue the work of the ministry. Watch this. Turn to um, Ephesians 4.11. Now I talk fast and, and, and I'm not in a building for people to tell me to slow down. So you can, <laughs> you can write this down. Or um, all these are available on, uh, on our bus bus. Uh, page and so uh, I'll make sure I send that email out uh, and put it on our Facebook page where you can get the link in case you want to listen to this again Ephesians 4 11 right watch this it says and he gave him uh, some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists and some pastors and teachers watch this for the equipping of the saints for what for the work of the ministry well what's the ministry he's given us the what ministry of reconciliation and so we do all this stuff to try to build up our faith and try to build it but it's not just so we can be better people or we can be you know uh, uh, live in, in, in our nice houses and our middle class uh, uh, neighborhoods and with our cars and our good income like that's not why he's given us these things so we can grow spiritually now I feel good about myself I feel close to God and man I'm having a great time and I'm listening to, to you know Kirk Franklin all day long like that's not why? He, for what? To perfect the saints for the work of the ministry. Well, what's the work of the ministry? He's committed to us the ministry of reconciliation, that God is now making his appeal to, uh, to man through us. This is why we grow in faith. I'm trying to tell you, impact is trying to get people out of church so we can get the people who need to be in church in church. Too many people who are already saved and already has this call and has already been saved for 20 years and you've been doing class. You can teach classes. We got so many people in churches who are teachers and can teach this stuff and they're not teaching. They're sitting down listening. God has called us all to this ministry of reconciliation, not just a few folks, all of us. And it happens right out there in the neighborhoods, right out there in the streets. So anyway, here we go. So, 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 but, but, but what he's doing is saying, I have needed them. Right. And so he knew where you were. He found that location and he knows your condition. He knows what's in your heart and he knows that there are some things that is tying us down, but he's going to untie that stuff. Watch this deliverance from the things that are holding us back. That's this untying that impacts about to go through. And you could see it almost build up. I mean, you, you almost got to go again, back to the buzzsprout page and I think I got to redo some lessons because we didn't upload all of them. But when we did the clutter-free, 
free me lesson, uh, when we did uh, um, uh, uh, the lesson about uh, uh, living spiritual life, uh, when we all the all these all these series kind of just intertwined into one, and it's bringing us to this point where God is about to untie people uh, and about to untie impact, and is going to release people doing the work of the ministry, reconciling people. Watch this back to Him. Now here's the thing: deliverance from deliverance from the things that are holding us back. This is His untying process that we've got to go through. Watch this. Sometimes it's sin. Yes, indeed. Sometimes there's just stuff in our life that's holding us back. Now, sometimes this deliverance can be instantaneously. Sometimes it's a process. But there are some things that we do that we know we aren't living right that's holding us back from being as effective as we need to be. Come on. And, and I'm not just talking about, about everybody else. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. Listen, Paul said, I, I beat my flesh daily uh, so that when I get finished preaching to you, I won't be reproached. And so it's, it, it, so it's all of us. And, and, and part of the discipline is I want to make sure that I've got my stuff together. I want to make sure that I'm pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. I want to make sure that I'm beating myself daily. I want to make sure that I'm crucifying uh, my flesh daily so that when I sit here and tell people about Jesus, that I myself won't be a stumbling block to people. Sometimes that stuff is holding us back and we got to try to get rid of that stuff. Y'all. We've got to rely on the Holy Spirit to continue that sanctification process to bring us complete and mature us and grow us up. Now watch this. Obligation to things sometimes tie us up and we've got to get delivered from that. Again, that's the Clutter Free, uh, the Clutter Free Me series and we can go back and do some of that stuff and maybe I can post some of the other stuff that's not on the website already on the website about Clutter Free Me but sometimes things tie us up things tie us down the the desire and the want for material things sometimes that stuff ties us up from being able to do all that God has called us to do when reaching other people right now watch this obligation to people can tie you up Listen, I really want to get into this whole untying thing. And so this might actually be, be what we uh, uh, talk next week, too, about what it means to be untied and how we get untied. But sometimes obligation to people can tie us up, that we aren't doing the things we know to do because people are holding us back or our relationships or these dynamics with people. we got this loyalty situation and we got this loyalty to, to uh, uh, people and we might as well throw places into it as well. Uh, loyalty to these places and these people. And all it's doing is tying us up and holding us back from being all that God has called us to be and operating in this ministry of reconciliation. There's a lot of stuff, man, that, that, that we've been taught that's not necessarily by, like, you know, you got, the, so I, I don't want to, I don't want to start anything. Um, uh, so I'm going, I'm going to jump into, <laughs> jump into this like in depth next week. But like, like when it comes to people and stuff like that, like, like it's been, it's been Christian, it's been Christian cliche now um, for a while now to say like family's my first ministry. That ain't, that's not in the Bible. That's not, now, now, before you start saying, well, Rick, what are you trying to say? Pump the brakes. Just hit, just, just, it's not in the Bible, right? We say that because, in essence, what we're saying is, is, that, is that you shouldn't be at, you know, you don't be at church 24-7 doing, like, church work when your family is suffering. And that is a great principle. That's 100% correct. But that's different because that's what we're talking about, church work. It's so funny how in church now we'll say, well, your family's the first ministry, but we don't put people in place to be home to be with their families. We still ask you to do 10, 15, 20 different things for the church. And, and watch this and how much of it actually has to do with, with uh, the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling people back to God. A lot of it don't. A lot of it is church work. And so, but we'll get into that when we talk, when we talk about things that are holding us back. But again, 
when it comes to being untied and we're talking about people, it's not allowing those loyalties, not allowing those things, not allowing these organizations, not allowing these people to tie you up to where you really can't operate in this ministry of reconciliation, right? Now, there are also mindsets that tie us up and hold us back. My mindset, my thing, uh, my plan. I think we talked about my plan and my way maybe two weeks ago when we, uh, uh, when we talked um, about Second Corinthians, uh, I think it was chapter 9. Uh, you may have to go back a, a week or two. Uh, to see that lesson. But sometimes we have these plans and things that we want to do. And I want to do with my family. I want to do with my career. I want to do my thing. And we've got these mindsets and that's holding you back from doing what God has called you to do from making an impact, uh, telling people about Jesus, uh, this ministry of reconciliation that God has given all of us to tell people about, uh, uh, Jesus. Listen, if there isn't a season, I mean, I get it. Christmas is probably my favorite season or whatever, but if there's not a season, uh, to tell, to, 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 to be fired up about telling people about Jesus, it's gotta be, it's gotta be this Easter season. It's gotta be Palm Sunday. Uh, 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 because listen, this is what makes our faith valid. The fact that Jesus died. Yes. And then he, but he rose again and is seated on the third day, uh, on, rose on the third day and is seated on the right hand of the father. That's what validates our faith that like, that's what it's all about. Like that is the stamp of approval that makes it, uh, uh, right. And that makes it correct. Uh, and so that's when it's like, okay, yeah, I've got to get out and tell people about Jesus. If there is not this spark, uh, to get out and to tell somebody about Jesus, I'm trying to figure out what has he actually done for you? <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to sit there and tell him, dude, I don't know what he's done, but these mindsets of, you know, um, and we deal with this in our country where we've got this and, it, um, you know, this book that I swear about a book radical by David Platt, Platt, he talks about this where we let this, um, middle-class American dream mindset, um, take over, t- take over our religion. And so now our goal and we, and we, and we clothe it in religion is to have my family and to have my, you know, uh, middle-class home in a great neighborhood with the white picket fence and multiple cars. And then my kids are doing this and my kids are doing that. And we've got this going on. Look at how great God has made my life. When, when God has saved you for eternal salvation and to carry on this ministry of reconciliation, it ain't about your picket fence. And so we got to get out of that, these, these, these mindsets. And that does mean sometimes we got to sacrifice some things. That does mean, listen, we love having Manny in football and we love having him in all the little sports that he is, but he can't do every single thing. Cause now, you know, if I've got him doing 20 things a week, when are we, when are we, when are we going out telling people about Jesus? When are we going to feed the homeless? When are we going to be there for uh, the widow? When are we, when are we having time to do all this other kind of stuff? So anyway, let me, let me, let me keep moving on. So here we go. So when I'm being untied, we've got to understand being untied is this process. Being untied is a process. Now watch this. Uh, uh, when you're being untied, there's going to be what? Deliverance taking place. We talked about the sin. Your focus is now going to start shifting. Things that you used to focus on, you're not going to focus on anymore, and, you, and, and you're going to narrow this thing. Again, this is what we're going to jump into next week, because I don't know if we have enough time to go through the whole process of being untied. So next week, Easter Sunday, uh, or the same Zoom, we're going to go through what it means to be untied. Because some of us need to recognize, listen, in some places in my life, yes, I'm free, but there are things that I see inside of me that needs to be untied, that I am locked up. And I got to tell you, I think I shared this at Impact almost two, almost two months ago. Maybe it was three months ago. It might have actually even been in November or something like that. But, but, but where, where, where I believe that, that, that what God is doing next in the body of Christ, and, and I believe he's doing this through Impact, is that there are people who are believers now. They are, I mean, they've been saved, sanctified. They're speaking in tongues. They, they anointing people with oil. They, doing all, they, they got all this knowledge and all this power, but there is something that is, I, th- I think my mom and Charles, I mean, Val might even remember, uh, Crystal, y'all might remember me saying this, but, but God is saying that, that that, 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 yes, they've got all this anointing. They've got all this knowledge. They know the Bible. They're doing all this. But right now in their life, they're in a point where they are tied up, where they are tied up and they are locked down 
for whatever reason, whether it, whether it's a, a work obligation, whether it's family obligations, whether it's insecurities inside of them, whether watch this, whether it's church work time. There are people who've got this stuff, but they're tied down. And what he is saying is that he's about to release people now to start doing the work of the ministry. And I'm not talking about the start of church. I'm talking about to proclaim that, that Jesus Christ loves that Jesus Christ died on the cross for sinners and the work to reconcile people. Watch this back uh, to God. So here we go. Deliverance taking place. Focus starting to shift. That that that, that your attention is now going to be start going to start shifting to other things. It says, if you've been risen with Christ, set then your affections on there. Right in Colossians. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, also, priorities starting to be adjusted. That sometimes in this whole untying process, that God is now going to force us to shift our priorities off things that we thought were important and put them back on things that that are important. Now watch this. The it, the, the, the the thing is, we can't get caught up in thinking that we set the priorities. No, 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 no. God sets the priorities and he puts them in order and we just make sure that those priorities, that we line ourselves up with those priorities, right? Now watch this. Uh, when this untying happens, I'm no longer doing old things, things that I used to do. Watch this. As you're being untied, it may look strange to people because your priorities are shifted, because your focus is shifted, because you're not doing some of the old things that you used to do. Now watch this. I'm not even talking about sin though. We talked about the sin stuff. We talked about the deliverance. I'm talking about the old way of doing things, the old mindset. I'm talking about things that you may have been doing for years and years and years. I'm saying that God, didn't we just talk about this a couple weeks ago about God, uh, about um, the, how God has things for us uh, still that has never been seen, never been heard, and never been uh, 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 conceived in the mind of man. So that means we've got to get rid of some of these old things and we've got to start walking into these new things. New, th- Be prepared for God to walk you into and call you into things that no one in your family, no one in your community, no one you've ever been to church with, no one has ever thought of these things. No one's ever seen anyone do it. No one's ever heard of anyone doing it, but God is calling you to do it but he's got to untie you because your mindset's keeping you tied up. Watch this, starting to do new things. It may seem strange to people. People may not understand what's going on. People might even start talking about some of the stuff that you have going on. Now watch this, even some of the untying may not be visible to some people because it's being done in the background. Watch this, for God preparing you for work that's coming up ahead of you. Listen, some God might use this season of being quarantined, keeping you in the house. Watch this. Isn't it funny how, how much time we have for things because there's other stuff we just can't do? Listen, listen. God could use this season where there are other things that's possibly tying you up. You can't even do them no more. You don't even have to admit that they were tying you up. The proof is in the pudding. Because now that you're free and you can sit there and you can prepare for this and you can think about this. I was talking to Crystal, texting Crystal this morning. She was saying, man, you know, I can just relax, but I can reflect and I can think and God can prepare. And I'm like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That right now, God can prepare you for whatever it is next. I'm not saying he caused this season. I'm saying that he can use this season. If I believe that God can take all things and make them work according to the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, then he can certainly use a season where we got to stay in the house and turn that thing around that by the time you're able to be released, you've got a whole new mission. You've got a whole new vision. Remember we talked about this whole series, the whole series of revision, how he can give you a whole new vision. He can sit you down and say, let's, let's start to think again. Let's start to dream again. On Tuesday, we're going to talk about imagination. We can start to think again and we can open up and we can take, remember we talked about this. We, I'm not saying we can take God out the box because God 
God ain't in no box. We can take our mindset out the box and we can start saying, listen, now with me not being tied down to certain things and me not having to do this and being all tied up, now I've got time to think and hear from God. And God is trying to tell you while you're in this season, let me, let me speak to you. Let me breathe new breath into you. Let me give you new vision. Let me give you new dream. All he needs you to do is untie the mindset. All he needs to do is, is, is have you open to what it is he can call you to do and not, and not try to think that it's only in this small little box. Cause you can think that it's in this way and you're going to totally miss what God is saying. But anyway, I'm off, I'm off track. That's not even in my notes, but listen, he can prepare you for the stuff that is coming up ahead. Now watch this as things look different and as things feel different, the same way we opened up with Matthew 21, I want to take you to verse three, where it says, if anybody's asking what's going on with you, you can respond right back with your Palm Sunday message, where it says the Lord needs me. That's all I know. That I may be looking different, things may be different, I may be talking different, I know my focus is different, it looks like my priorities are shifting, I've got some preparation going on, and like, what in the world is going on with you, Rick? The Lord needs me. That's what's going on. He's reshaping, he's giving me new vision, he's, he's, we, we're revising some things, he's adjusting things, he is shifting my focus, he is setting the new priorities in my life, and all I know is that it just means he needs me. Watch this. He says, and when he says the Lord needs him, he says, and he, and, and he will immediately let you take them. That Listen, listen, these things that tie us up, we don't need to be tied up forever. Listen, these things that tie us up, they will let us go. Listen, when I'm like, God, you set the priority. God, you change these things that are tying me down, these obligations, the, 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 the people and the places, that God will untie that. The moment you say, listen, the Lord needs me, this has got to go, it will be released. I'm trying to tell you something. Listen, so, so, so next week, <laughs> we want to jump into what it means to be untied and what this untying process looks like and how, we're, and, 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 and how God's going to take us through this situation where we will be untied and, 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 and he will deliver us and he will uh, break loose these chains in our mind, these chains in our heart, the chains of people's expectations, the chains of people's demands. Come on, y'all. Watch this. Not only, but even the chains of my own expectations and the chains of, because listen, it ain't always other people doing stuff stuff to us. Sometimes it's us. And so, and so it's breaking all these chains of the past things that watch this breaking the chains of, of, of my own thought process regarding what he wants me to do. Listen, just because I'm a singer doesn't mean the only thing he wants me to do is sing or doesn't mean he even wants me to sing. He may have something else for you to do, but again, it's about opening up your mind to doing that. And that's what we're going to talk about y'all. So again, your Palm Sunday message, Matthew 21, listen, verse one through six and the key verse being verse three. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs them. I'm trying to tell you, y'all, the Lord needs you. I'm trying to get out my own way and let God use me. I want everybody on this call and every, to, to even share with everybody that you know that God needs you, that God needs you, and, 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 and that he's going to start untying things and unbreaking things so that he can use us, and again, by using us, literally, for what he said in 2 Corinthians, where it's for the ministry of reconciliation. He's given it to us, for us to now reconcile man back to Christ, and that's the priority. We love our families. We got all kinds of, I get it. That's the priority. That's the priority. All right, let's pray. Dear God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this day, Lord God. We ask that you continue, Lord God, to set the priorities and shift our focus, Lord God. Open up our minds to what you are trying to tell us, dear Heavenly Father. Help us in the name of Jesus, Lord God, to be your representatives, your ambassadors, Lord God, the people who you speak through right now to reconcile people back to you, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you for such a huge honor and for, and such, for such a huge tax. But, Lord God, we also pray, Lord God, that you give us, Lord God, the strength to do it, Lord God, that we've been called, Lord God, to you for such a time as this, dear Heavenly Father. 
Father. And we know, Lord God, without a shadow of a doubt, dear Heavenly Father, that as we seek your face, Lord God, and as we continue, Lord God, to get those instructions from you, dear Heavenly Father, we will impact this world with power, Lord God, that people will know that you are God, Lord God, and that you care because they will see the way that we care for them, dear Heavenly Father. Begin to reveal to us, Lord God, throughout the week, dear Heavenly Father, things that are tying us up, Lord God. Help us to not be blind to them, dear Heavenly Father. Help us to see it, dear Heavenly Father, and, and understand, Lord God, that you are trying to untie us, Lord God, and break these chains, Lord God, chains that are holding us down, Lord God, so that we can walk into the season, Lord God, that you have for us that no one has seen, that no one has heard, and that no one's mind has even conceived, Lord God. Bless everybody on this call. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, folks, thank you so much, everybody, for being on the call. And, um, you know, again, Tuesday will be here. Thursday will be here on the Zoom thing. I'll send out all the information again. Uh, we won't do the, the, the conference call thing anymore. And, uh, yeah, Tuesday, Thursday we'll do it, and we'll come back next week. And, listen, email in, impact email, uh, impactfellowship email at gmail.com. If you want to share, uh, or you can text me, if you want to share some of the things that you feel like God is untying like how he's untying you and what he wants to release you to. So, and it's just to share because people get encouraged by that and we can pray, pray about it and, and help walk everybody through that because we're going to be out here when God releases, well, listen, when God releases us back out into the world, when we can go out without masks and being quarantined, he's going to release us back out there and we're going to be out here making an impact again on a higher level. <laughs> All right, y'all take it easy.